Hey guys, this is Hey Susan with the following Patreon listeners. Hey guys, this is Hey Susan with the following Patreon listeners. An Raviv, Mo P, M L K N, Adam Bueller, David Millar, Fabian, Daniel Andrelick, Sky Ark, Matt Lowry, and Dr. Gerd Hauser. Thanks for joining us as we return to the Travelers. After gaining the support of an Octopi Nation and surviving an epic party, the Travelers attempt to create something they have little experience with, a plan. Welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Fanable Actual Play Podcast where we return to the world, finally, after how many months of Numenera. What even is time? Listeners, it's been sorry. It's been a while. We've been. We at first thought, oh, we'll just wait a little while until we can meet in person. And they thought, yeah, oh, right, pandemic. That's a problem. Yeah. Uh, so we're we will gonna never see each other again. <laughs> so for the first time, we're doing the long shot over the internet interwebs to get to finally get this long shot product your way. We can only kind of see each other as it is right now, since we're some of us, some of the more tech savvy amongst us are using different Instagram filters or some shit because uh, because they, they're afraid of actual human contact even across a, a spectrum of internet activity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the it, the virus goes through electrical wires, right? I think I read that in a book somewhere. I mean, that's everything that the 90s taught me about viruses, period. Was <laughs> like, you can give it to an alien ship, you can give it to me over the internet. That is very true. That is very, very true. All right. Listeners... It's been a few months, so a bit of a refresher for our listen- for our listeners and for... For our listeners. Definitely for our listeners. <laughs> Just listeners. And for the players. Mm-hmm. Listeners, if you haven't been paying <laughs> attention, <laughs> why not? Why haven't you been keeping notes like our storyteller? It has been an interesting journey for the Travelers. Four people tied by fate, or gods, or simple circumstances, set on an adventure that may decide the fate of the Ninth World, if not the very universe. Cohen, a former weapon of the digital gods who became his own person, but may have damned the future of the Ninth World in the process. Varric, whose quest for his brother has increased his strength and faith in ways he could never have imagined. Tagos, who recently discovered the persona he tied himself to for so long, the Smiling Jackal was not his own, for he is an amalgamation of two personalities that formed a confused and conflicted whole. And Morale of the Lukaheda clan, who started a journey to find her people, and found herself entangled in a cosmic plan without any say in the matter. They now find themselves in the Bay of Pelsine, the home of the ancient race of the Octopi, convincing them, after a fantastic debate, to not leave the Ninth World. What will become of this decision is unknown, but for now, it's time to party. Now, like I said, there is a party going on. And a couple of months ago, when I thought we were going to meet together, I had asked some of the listeners for some possible suggestions of what may have happened in the party. I gathered those up and mixed them around a bit, uh, edited them together, and I have four possible options that I've decided to pull together. Start on the list and going down. So everyone, everyone has their D20s, right? Oh, oh yeah. fuck off. <laughs> right, uh, dice. Yes. Yep. Right, right, oh, that's right, important. Right, dice right, is important. Right. I got a natural 20. Woo! <laughs> nice. 
Because there's only four options, so I basically am what I want is everyone to roll uh to roll and tell me who goes rolls highest. But you roll a nat twenty, so I'm, I doubt anyone's else is gonna roll that. Yeah, fifteen. So. Half that. Okay, so five. I'm gonna Okay, so Wait. We're in denominations of five. Twenty, fifteen, ten, and five. Mm. Somebody play those numbers. So, Billy. One, two, three, or four. Choose one. I will choose four. A particular fish you dined on has strange psychedelic and biological effects on the human body. After your trip, you gain one free recovery roll you can use at any point on yourself or another character. Does not require an action. Ooh, nice. Very cool. But you're going to have to describe what that trip is. Uh, uh, his rolled... leg explodes into mouths again. <laughs> not again. Not again. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, whoever's left, roll d20. Let's see who goes next. 19. 19. Uh, 12. 16. So, one, two, or three. 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 Of course. At some point, you are somehow convinced to get a temporary tattoo. You only found out later that temporary may have a different definition for a species that can live a million years. Due to the strange ink used, the various illicit chemicals the octopi was on, and other random factors, the tattoo acts as an artifact. Tattoo disappears when artifact depletes. And we can roll randomly right now to find out what that Oh, fucking boy. Is. Listeners at home, I cannot wait until it turns out this artifact is in no way shape or form useful for our current or any situation <laughs> it like happen it's a it's an artifact that creates houses or one that combusts your... in water <laughs> <laughs> it's it's gonna be a good time this artifact's gonna be great it's gonna be like poisons the next person you think of <laughs> that's on goes. brand for you <laughs> it, it is sadly true I am a living cure album. Just just hurting myself trying to love. Uh, yeah, so uh, I don't know. Should I open the book? Uh, should we do this later? What do you want to do, Aces? Well, actually, I'm have the book in front of me right now, so let's do it now. Can roll do it a... Oh, All right, first roll a d6 for me, please. Okay. Oh, no, I don't have a d6. What are you talking about? Oh, son of a... Uh, six. All right, good. Now roll a d100 for me, please. Got a 66. Three away from nice. This is not happening. It is a time machine. No. <laughs> shit, shit. No, re-roll that. <laughs> D6 again and then a D100. Alright, another six. Okay. And 66. You're joking. No, I'm lying. Uh, <laughs> the actual roll is a three and... Oh, wow, that's crazy. A six. Yeah, zero, zero, six, yeah. Six. Guardian Spear. Interesting. Pierces time and matter to go to any <laughs> point in the universe, past or present okay. or future. Son of a bitch! <laughs> the spear follows whoever it's activated around... It's a friend-killing ray. Done. <laughs> 
The spear follows whoever activated around for one hour by rolling across the ground to stay within an immediate distance of the user. The spear jumps over obstacles that are three feet tall or less. Otherwise, it moves around them if possible or stays put if not. Once per round, whenever the user is attacked by a foe that is within an immediate distance, the ball leaps towards the foe and sprites long spikes from its body that inflicts damage equal to the artifact level on a hit. After it regains this attack, the spikes retract and the spear falls to the ground. So I, I spend the day thinking bubbles are bees, and you get a magical artifact tattooed to yourself. <laughs> Fuck this game. <laughs> of, a, of the ball from fucking Phantasm that's just following me around. Oh no. Page, page 117 of the Technological Compendium. And over, uh, roll d6 for its level. Six. Uh, shit. Okay, yeah. You, whatever attacks you gain takes... Um... Okay, yeah. Take whoever attacks it takes six damage. Cool. Awesome. Holy shit. Okay, you got one of the more useful abilities. Congratulations. All right. Whoever, roll, whoever wants to roll next. I got a 13. Got six. All right, Dan, one or two? Ah, let's break the pattern. I'll go with one. There was an epic dance battle in the center of the debatorium. And right it was. You somehow win and gain a random cipher as a prize. Hot. Probably because for Octopi, popping and locking would be to them like. Witchcraft. Would be. Fucking witchcraft. Well, no, no, it would be like, in, instead of us trying to mimic the idea of not having bones in our dancing, they try to mimic a skeletal structure. That's like their, like, break dancing, and you do it effortlessly. All right, roll a d20 for me, Dan, please. The secret is bones. <laughs> it's always been bones. <laughs> uh, ten. All right, roll a d100 for me, please. Yes, sir. That is a 25. Image caster. Mm. Projects projects an ephemeral image within long range that looks real. The image looks like the user, speaks like the user, and moves as the user desires within long range for up to one hour. Physical interaction with the image shows it to be without substance. So you have a hologram. You have a hologram, Cohen. Yep. Hologram the Cohen that it can uh, go out to long range, one hour. It's just a regular mm-hmm. cipher. One time use. Alright, and that leaves just one thing for you, Angela. Boop, boop, bring it. The Adventure Cloud somehow <laughs> appears at the party. I thought you were going to say I was getting the Adventure, <laughs> the Adventure Cloud, Adventure and I was like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> Goodbye. Finish this without me. Want to go on a quest together? Nope. The, the, the adventure cloud somehow appears at the party and spends the entire night following you around asking no. you if you want to go on an adventure. The, the octopi... Getting more and more drunk as the night progresses. <laughs> Why don't you want to go on an adventure with me? Oh, God. <laughs> the octopi are able to eventually shoo it, shoo it off, but not before it throws three oddities your way to try to convince you. All right. Roll a D100 for me, please, Angela. 54. Awesome. And then roll it again. 66. Uh, the first oddity is a synth hepat- heptahedron that, when touched to other synth, makes everyone in immediate radius very hungry. Cool. That's actually not the worst thing. Mm-hmm. All right. D100 again, time. please. 45. And one more time. Two. Square of cloth that changes texture and color randomly. 
And two more D100 rolls, please. 26. Okay. And 13. An unbreakable clear crystal spear filled with green smoke. Cool. So you got your, you find out what happened during the party. Why don't you go, guys go ahead and describe what the party was like for you guys. Annoying. <laughs> Moral now knows what everybody else feels about her. <laughs> yeah, except for we went on your adventure. <laughs> uh, Varric, honestly, after he takes tastes that fish, uh, fish, he ends up sitting down on a nearby bench. I don't know if octopuses have benches, but they at least made them possible uh, or present for our company. And he just sits there and stares at a wall for about three and a half hours. And by the end of it, a single tear tries to run down his cheek, but instead it floats off into the uh, ocean and he wishes not to talk about it. Tagos spends much of the night um, what what he set out to do originally was to reconnoiter and gather intel for uh, for the, for the coming for the coming situation or the current situation as it were, um, but octopod distilling is vastly different than any other uh, distillation process on the planet, and even for a uh, an experienced salesperson as himself didn't anticipate to get as intoxicated as he did and started taking further and further silly dares and then wound up taking a dare to get a tattoo uh, it's something called the um, the kasha Everybody had a good time laughing about it, so I assume it's really funny. Um, uh, it looks like a beetle, like a land beetle. Yeah. It means it means Chinese and octopi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say Cohen. Uh, he you know, he had a uh, dance competition, uh, and he he won it through a dance that he himself invented. It is basically the Carlton, except I'm done underwater, and he has named it the Whaleton. Uh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh boy! A oh. story that he has shared with several of the uh, of the octopi, and which they, I'm sure, found highly amusing. That's that's messed up if it's true. Quite the storyteller, this one. Ha ha ha! That's a little that's a little off. Uh, <laughs> And that was your nights. It is now the next day, although it's hard to tell in the depths of the ocean. Uh, you're all uh, in your rooms, not the cells you were originally in, but nicer uh, rooms in one of the massive towers that make up the out of one of the massive towers that make up this entire octopi city. So, uh, you guys wake up. Who wakes up first? Oh, I would say absolutely. It's uh, very. He always wakes up uh, very early. It's like clockwork at this point. So he gets up and immediately just starts doing some uh, workouts, meditations, things like that. So by the time the next person wakes up, uh, they would see him about finishing his uh, usual routine. And he just looks over towards that person and says, well, that was a party. And that person is? It'll be morale. 
who, despite not drinking, kind of looks hungover. And it's like, yeah, I guess that was a party. I've been to much better ones, though. Same, same. And I come from a monastery, so that's saying a lot. So, uh, I'm, uh, seems like you uh, were very popular last night. Was that the adventure cloud that I remember? Because I was going through some things throughout the entire night. Yes, it was the adventure cloud. It wouldn't stop talking to me. It would just keep following me around. And it just kept saying, you want to go on an adventure? You want to go on an adventure? And it was so annoying. Why, do, why didn't anybody else see that it was so annoying? Just going around and saying the exact thing over and over. It wouldn't let me get in a word in edgewise. Uh, Varric is going to look over her shoulder and wince as if the adventure cloud was behind her. What was that? And I look behind you. And you look behind you and there's nobody. And when you look back... Varric is just smirking proudly to himself. That's that's as far as he comes with his pranks. Not funny. That wasn't funny. A little, a little funny. No, it a wasn't funny. Fun. Okay, you're going to wake someone up if you keep this up. And we do wake someone up. Too late. <laughs> hey, uh, Tagos, how was that information gathering? You, you said that you were covering it. And don't worry, you were, I believe the word, an expert at mingling was that? I had it under control, and I still have it under control. It's all a long game, kid. It's, uh, you know, just gather intel once and then throw away the contacts you made. I made a lot of contacts last night. A lot of contacts. I mean, they certainly respected you by the end. They were chanting, kasha, kasha, kasha. Yep. Any contacts you can make. It's kind of like that old saying. Any press is good press. Well, I am depressed. So here we are. I'm curious. Where is this tattoo located at uh, Tagus? Tramp, stamp, tramp, stamp, stamp, <laughs> tramp, stamp. Um, yeah, I think it's like on his hip somewhere. <clears throat> it's like front hip, front right hip. The most sexy of spots. <laughs> on a 40-something man. <laughs> yeah, a 40-something man. Also, Billy, I appreciate your deep cut reference there. What was that? Kacha? Oh, I thought that was David's. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was Dave's. No, we're going to get... We're, no, oh. Billy's, Billy's, the one who, Billy's the one who made it work. No well, it's still a deep it. cut because... Because yes. it's a tattoo. da 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 Good night, everybody. This has been Numenera. <laughs> uh, yeah, so <clears throat> Tego slowly sits up and winces and then kind of moves the moves the sheets aside to look down at his hip and then covers his body again. <clears throat> you well, all right? Fine. Just the process of becoming one of the locals can be delicate. I see. Okay. Mm. Okay. Well, did you find out anything about that vortex that they uh, have been kind of mum on? I kept notes around here somewhere in case I started to get too drunk, which I would have put somewhere. That You find it, it just says Kasha over and over again. Solid. <laughs> solid work, me. This is some sort of code, and I'm going to have to decipher it. Son of a bitch. All right. I, I can okay. decipher codes. No, you cannot. Not now. I'm going to find breakfast. <laughs> Do not eat the yellow fish. Do not. The yellow fish? Wait. This is like that time you ate that herb at that at the uh inn. It's just a that 
That's just for decoration. Well, I'm really glad that someone told me that. Sorry, this is my first octopi uh, party. Uh, We have all had our first octopi party, Kip. uh, Cohen, are you doing all right? You are. uh, Cohen, someone nudge Cohen. Yeah, Cohen. Cohen is. He he, he has taken to pretending to be a geode uh, lately. (laughs) Uh, he, He tends to use his reshape ability to kind of carve out. A, a niche into the nearest stone and then kind of curls up inside and since he is now a being made of crystal he kind of looks like a just chunk of mineral and a very big geode uh so yeah so the, the, he's just taken to doing that in the past uh past few weeks so he's yeah he's just kind of like there morale kicks the the nearest outcropping of crystal the nearest outcropping of Cohen. Uh, he's like, what? 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 Is breakfast ready yet? We needed to make sure that you were still alive. It's very difficult to tell sometimes now. Uh, tell me about it. Well, I just I just did tell you about it. This is how we're all feeling. That It's very difficult to tell whether you're alive or not, especially when you're asleep. Yeah. I just figure he stalagmite or might not be. <laughs> he's like, yeah, so what's for breakfast anyway? Not yellowfish. But those were good. And decoration, apparently. <laughs> All right. So, okay. Can we just take five minutes before we get summoned back to meet the queen or anybody else to discuss, like, what's the game plan here? We are underwater. There's a vortex. The octopi are going to help us. What does that look like? What does that mean? Like, are, are we just, what, going towards the vortex? Is that the plan? To charge it and enter it? Or, or what? That doesn't sound like a good plan. I mean, well, we never have good plans. Let's 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 just first put that <laughs> out there. We have terrible plans, but it is on. I mean, it is on brand for us. If only we had some sort of time machine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we literally talked to a door that sent us here. I mean, we really didn't really think this through. Well, thank God someone was there to help us breathe because. Uh, all I'm saying is, what do we do from here? Do we are, are we are we supposed to meet up with the queen? Are we supposed to do what? What I cannot remember. It seems like I know. Okay, full disclosure. I know. Yet uh, it was just yesterday when we talked with the queen and explained, and she explained to us like what they were going to offer us. But after eating that yellowfish, I literally lived an entirely different life from birth to death. So it's been a while. So, does anybody want to fill me in? Yeah. So, morale has effectively made it so that the octopi, the the, the octopod nation, whatever, they have a vested interest in fighting this thing off. You're welcome. You did very well. We should, we have to meet with the queen to understand what kind of form that is going to take. Because if they simply want to give material support to us in the form of food, clothing, transport, or more immediate military aid, then we need to know. And 
it's entirely possible that the octopods simply do not know what it is to actually have a fight like this. So, open minds, everyone. All right, Jesus, you tell us. Are we supposed to be meeting with them later on, or, or what? Uh, you do know that someone's going to arrive soon to take you to eat and then to see the queen in a bit. And unless you have anything else, that's going to happen. Hey, that's fine. Yeah. Then uh, after a few minutes, there's a knock on your uh, circular door. Boom, boom, boom. Hello, it's uh, me, Nikor. Uh, are you all uh, prepared? Yeah, Nikor, we are. All right. Uh, can I come in? Oh, yeah, yeah. Enter. Yep, yep. He, the door uh, opens up, and in comes Nikor, the greenish uh, octopi. Well, uh, uh, downstairs, of course, there is some uh, sushi for you all to eat, as long as some seaweed. Uh and then he pauses and he looks over at Varric and um, the yellow fish is for a decoration. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I guess I should have warned you. I apologize. I just seemed, I mean, it was neon yellow. I, it seemed obvious. I just didn't really, you know what? Never mind. I apologize. We have learned that nothing should be taken for granted. So, yeah, you should just, we, we've never been here before. We are strangers in your land, sea, ocean. Yeah, he puts up four tentacles. You're right. You're right. I apologize. Thank you. Okay. Yellow bat. And okay, now uh, go down to eat and then we're going to go meet the queen and um, you discuss whatever you need to discuss with her. And he swims back through the hole. And Varric is heading down. He is not eating any fish, but he <laughs> will touch some seaweed. Okay. All right. And unless you guys do anything for, for breakfast, you guys, after eating, head off to see the queen. No, I'm going to need my strength for whatever bullshit is about to happen. <laughs> Off we go. All right. yep. Go and eat everything, including the yellowfish, because he can. He, he can. Yep. Walking garbage. He disposal. eats the, the cl- plates. Yeah, he eats the plates while they're, while they're at it. The tablecloth. He Kirby's the entire fucking <laughs> room. <laughs> yep. you have, for the first time, you see Octopi staring in shock at the, at the monstrous eating machine that is Cohen. Yes. That's really he the best. That a lot. Yeah, that's the appropriate reaction. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> All right, and eventually, after some time, you guys head out and start swimming over towards the queen's palace, essentially. And it's a little while, and you don't really necessarily uh, swim there because it's a bit of a swim. So there's these small, smaller vehicles that you grab onto one, and basically it swims for you. So like these little tiny boats. Mm-hmm. Ah, dolphins. Fine, dolphins. You're riding you dolphin. dolphins. You're, fi- you're you. riding electronic dolphins. We spent seven years trying to get to a library. You can give me a goddamn <laughs> dolphin to ride for ten seconds. Fine. For the ten blocks, you ride a mechanical dolphin. There. It's not a mechanical. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it looks real. That's as far Jeez. as I'm going to go. It looks real. Oh, yeah. Cause. <laughs> Welcome to riding dolphins here on Fanable.com. <laughs> Uh, you eventually go through one, one of the secret holes inside the palace, go through a couple of corridors, and once again in the giant ballroom of the of the queen, uh, the same place where you the first time you guys w- were set up for the challenge for the debatorium, uh, there is sitting in the, on her uh, throne is the queen. Next to her, of course, is Cyphorus, her advisor. Around her are various, I guess your closest term you can think of is nobility of the Octopi, although as far as you know, they don't really have that sort of system. I mean, they have a queen, but they don't really have nobility of a sort. It's weird. As far as you know, it might be based on... Inte- it's a, a Rulership is based off intelligence. But you don't know much about Octopi society. But they all float, and you all float in front of the queen. 
People in charge are the most intelligent? <laughs> Good luck uh, with that working. I don't understand. <laughs> Welcome, travelers. Uh, I heard you all enjoyed the party. By the way, Cohen, that was some good moves. Truly impressive. Varric, are you okay? Uh, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's, it took a while to get here, but I'm, I'm glad to have woken up back in this reality. Uh, yes, I've, I should have been aware about the yellow fish and human interaction, but it's neon. You know what? Never mind. Uh, the rest of you. Eager to find out how we progress from here, your majesty. And also extremely thankful for your hospitality. And morale nods along in agreement with that. So I guess I best case I explain the circumstances, what may or may not happen. You may notice that we have been lived near that entity for a few million years. The reason you're probably asking is why? Why haven't we done anything to it. The reasoning is uh, we do not have the capability. That entity, although it's seemingly dangerous, although it's been there for millions of years without movement, it's a, the area around it makes, how do I explain this? Makes technology not function. As if an alternate physics was in within the area. Additionally, Living creatures have a hard time, so the area is also somewhat barren. It does, however, make a wonderful natural barrier. Effectively, half of the city is protected, which is why we live near the entity in the first place. So we cannot, at least right now, give you any physical support in, say, in terms of technology or an army. The problem is you will need to reach there. Now, as I said, living creatures are unable to reach there. There are two circumstances we believe where that can be countered. The first is you. We sent, we know with some of our sensors that you have some of that same function, same barriers around you. She says that she points a tentacle at Tagos's armor. Wherever that comes from, it seems to be interacting with all of you. Some sort of protection system? I am unsure. I don't really care. I'll be 100% honest. Seen one sort of interdimensional power source, you've seen them all. Secondly, if the creature is large enough, it can survive in that area for a limited amount of time. And that's where we come to your transport, your ability to reach there. We're gonna need, you're going to need a living creature to bring you towards that center vortex where the entity resides. If it's the cloud, then we refuse. The cloud is gone. We are sure of that. We I don't know how it got past the barrier. Cut to last night. Some oh, octopi loads eight different guns. Look away, cloud. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back. I'll be back. I'm always back. There's always room for adventure. <laughs> no, 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 you better adventure. <laughs> you better hope this fucking kills me. <laughs> <laughs> We at first thought it would take a few days to find a creature willing to take you. We even attempted to perhaps mind control or something of that sort. And then we found one that apparently was very willing to come to your aid. And outside you hear a booming... A whale song. Cohen, a familiar whale song. 
hell yeah <laughs> yeah he's he's just turning around immediately like about to greet his oldest and dearest friend <laughs> remember that time we killed 10,000 people men, women, children <laughs> Woo! how you been oh my god I hate Wilton <laughs> drowned drowned him like rats they had lives, families, desires dreams <laughs> We didn't just kill babies and women. We killed babies in women. They're pregnant <laughs> ones. Yeah. You think they float? Nope. nope. We science the shit out of that quandary. Oh, wow. <laughs> yep. Somewhere in the deep rimy sea, there is a whole cacophony, just a, 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 a graveyard of bodies floating, just being picked apart by fish. But don't worry about it. The only ones that eat those bodies are them yellow fish that we never touch. So, um, <laughs> I missed this game. <laughs> fucked up psychopath fever dream game. Cohen, you look out the window and you see the familiar massive form of the Martinton whale. A huge creature that you could build a city on if you wanted to. Ooh, uh, it's, look but that. why would you though? <laughs> Respect uh, you could, the ocean. <laughs> And you also notice that around it, you see smaller forms, smaller, tinier whales that circle around the entity. Oh, it brought its family. Yes, it gets to have a family. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it finally does. I did good work. I'm going to crash the planet into another planet and then tell all of the other creatures that survived after that planet. It's like, but I wanted the other planet to survive. That's the point. Let's plan a crash. Monsters. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> Have you met me? <laughs> but first, you shall be adequately supplied. Let us go into our stocks, and she is going to supply you each of you with two ciphers. Oh. Cool. Yep. I will take them. All right. What do we get? We shall find out in a moment. <laughs> I would like to supply you with two ciphers each. At great cost to my country and, and to my uh, capital, but no expense must be spared for you, the ones who may eliminate this great death dealer of worlds. However, as is policy, I cannot custom give you anything we must draw it randomly from my vault <laughs> i simply can't i'm sorry my hands are tied 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 get it so anyways just dip your hand right in there and just whatever you pull out that's what you get precisely okay so dan eye in the sky cloud seed mm. angela uh cicerone Seven on D hundred. Mood patch. Billy. Heart link. Uh, detonation flash fire. See, that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, David. Extra time. Data mine. Billy, what does your uh, stuff do? So they can me first a ring, and I'm like, interesting. And they're like, this is called the hot link. And I put on this ring, and it says, when you die, someone that you've decided to think about will know <laughs> and i'll be like what do you mean and they're like well when you die someone no matter the distance will know you're dead 
And my character just blinks, and then they hold up another raffle, and they say, pull another raffle. (laughs) (laughs) And I pull it out, and it is a a glowing ball of uh, metal, and it looks like it's, like, containing almost a greenish flame inside of it. And I'm like, what is this? And they're like, that is a detonation flash flower. And he's like, oh, it's dangerous. They're like, exceptionally, it's a level seven, and it explodes with something known as radiation. It burns things, but it doesn't set them on fire. And I'm like, is it dangerous to hold close to me? And they're like, well, it's, of course it's safe to hold close to you. For me. Uh, not for you. It's incredibly dangerous. But don't worry. If you die, someone <laughs> will know. <laughs> and Becca's is like, can, can I just, you know, pull another raffle? I, this is a really important mission. And they're like, no, those are the rules. <laughs> Would you like a yellow fish? <laughs> and Becca's just walks away pissed. I'm sorry, not Vekas, Varric. Varric. I keep on saying Vekas. Varric. Who's next? Uh, I got mine. Uh, so yeah, as they, uh, as they offer uh, Varric uh, his, uh, his uh, yellowfish and he walks away, uh, Cohen steps up, takes the yellowfish, eats one, and uh, is, is handed a, a pair of, uh, of uh, almost identical spheres and uh, kind of looks them over. These are both useless down here, aren't they? And they go, yeah, yeah, no, they definitely are. There's absolutely no usage for these while you're down here. Because we've seen you, and no, you can play with these when you leave. And uh, and Cohen kind of nods, like, all right, yeah, no, checks out. Puts them away, and uh, as he as he goes, uh, they, they kind of turn to each other. I mean, the first one just flies up in the air. It's a, it's a camera. There's no air here. Anybody can quote unquote fly up. It's called swimming, and uh, and the other one's like, yeah. And the other one like creates clouds, creates th- like rain. Why would we? We're surrounded by water. What? It wouldn't even. I mean, did they at least fine. give you a yellowfish? At least, at least they. Yeah, it's like anyway. At least he didn't take it. He took all the yellowfish. They're gone. <laughs> all of them. Anyway, that's what happens with him. You're just straight up pelican <laughs> style, like shoving them down your mouth as <laughs> you run away, like a Buster Keaton movie. <laughs> so uh, Morale is handed two things. She is handed a small patch, uh, like kind of like a bandage that you'd put on your skin. Um, the other is she gets a little handheld robot. So we know which one she's more excited about. Uh, the patch, obviously, the mood patch which uh, once activated, the patch transfers a substance that makes the wearer feel an emotion. And I roll 1d100. If that number is 76 to 100, I can permanently erase a memory. If it's 26 to 50, there's a chance I make them suicidal. So, and you know, lower down, it's like, oh, tranquil to ecstatic or you know, moody to angry. So. So it's middle school. Yeah. <laughs> there are potential uses there. Uh, and then the little handheld automaton, uh, which I am going to imagine because my toddler is watching a lot of it, looks like Wally, is my Cicerone, uh, in which case I can hold it pointing in whatever direction I want to go. And the automaton will figure out the best route to get there. It takes into account the weather, the terrain, any threats along the way. It lasts for 28 hours. And at the end of that 28 hours, it will say one thing about the route, one useful thing, and then die. And your robot Jack, which we forgot about, looks at it jealously. 
It's like a packet version. <laughs> uh, well, don't worry. If it dies, I'm sure something will know about it. <laughs> <laughs> it also... Oh, yeah. It, ha- it, has, it has the heart link. Everybody has heart links. I mean, come on. <laughs> Tego sifts through, uh, you know, the things in his... Uh, two things in his hands with the same sort of um, the disinterested uh, downward glance that he gives everything, but uh, giving no indicator of whether or not he is impressed or not with what he is holding. Uh, and what he has on him are uh, a ring and a uh, kind of like a crown, kind of like the one that Wonder Woman wears. What would you call that? Tiara? Tiara. Or exactly. a circlet. A circlet. Mm, that's that's circlet. what I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Um and uh or you know somebody super manly like power man would wear um and so with the with the circlet he kind of because it's very light it's a very lightweight metal he he levitates it gently in his hand and uh information starts coming off of it in uh in like blue rays for for information being written on the very air in front of him and uh, it says that uh, he he sifts through a bunch of a bunch of information, and eventually gets to the FAQ section of the uh, you know, signs Euler agreement. Yes, of course, whatever. Um, and it says that it allows a wearer to focus on one personal one being that they can see and extract information and knowledge of how to engage in a rote and repetitive act for the rest of the day. And then he lowers that and opens up his hand and the ring uh, starts to float and it sparks when he looks at it and he looks slightly. Well, we're all dead. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Slightly concerned. Uh, And the other one was the data mine and this, um, this ring um, for the viewer would say extra time above it because it's a movie. Uh, and he looks at it and as he holds it, the guard that is handing it to him freezes. And Tagos looks around and everyone else is moving at a snail's pace. And then he, he hears the drop of something and looks down and in real time, blood is dripping from his nose and he looks at it and the ring falls back down into his hand he clenches it and everything returns back to normal time and the ring allows me to take three actions in addition to whatever i want but i pay three points of damage for every action Mm. i take oh nice that is one dangerous cipher you got there Mm -hmm. and the other one allows me to still i think we've had this like i think we've had the data mine like two or three times during the course of this during the course of this campaign it's a it's a it's a family favorite <laughs> all right well with the items chosen from the vaults using the holy raffle system <laughs> it's <a> crazy <laughs> system honestly i like to think of it's like the no whammy board like you just do a spinny <laughs> no whammy no whammy no whammy oh, womp, womp, womp. <laughs> <laughs> you shall we shall swim over to the whale 
Varric is very hesitant, but mm-hmm. he's you know he's just kind of not making much eye contact. He doesn't blame the whale because it is a whale. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just reminds him of the the astronomical amount of guilt that he feels for killing ten thousand people. <laughs> so as you swim out of the swim out of the window, at least use the door, you savage. <laughs> You see a small, a very small, oh, small, like only the size of a small bus, uh, Marlington Whale, swimming close to you and just go, hey. Mm-hmm. And you see uh, the Octopi Queen grab onto that small whale. Wow, you could have like an entire farm on that whale yep. if you wanted to. <laughs> raise a family, have a life. Stardew Valley under the sea edition. <laughs> and, <laughs> and waves you to grab onto the whale, the tiny I- whale. Grab onto the whale, and you said this is like the size of a, a bus. Yeah, this is a smaller one. Okay, I try not to look inside the windows to see the dead children from the after school bus because that's all I'm picturing now. <laughs> I'm actually um, in a hurry. So Tagos is in kind of a hurry. Like, okay, we we did this thing, and Tagos has had enough of of all of this. So he's actually going to jostle ahead and say, "Excuse mm-hmm. me, age before beauty," and he's gonna. <laughs> he's he's gonna be a little rough and like bump people aside, like curse it, uh, Cohen. Mm-hmm. Um, for uh, for being for being so sharp, he's gonna look. Uh, he's gonna look right at uh, Rick and uh, kind of push him aside and be like, "Calm down, handsome." And then he's gonna look right at uh, Moral and be like, "You want to stay with all of your adoring friends? Me first. <laughs> oh, okay. And unless you want to roll for it, Billy. I'd like to replace your death ring with extra time ring. Sure, sure. I uh, at no point do I uh, assume that anybody would want the death ring, <laughs> <laughs> except for the saddest character I think I've ever played, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is a pantheon of characters <laughs> who inevitably become sad. My um, my my idea was to give. Um, Make it the adventure cloud so he would be sad that he lost an adventurer. Ooh. <laughs> he doesn't feel sadness. That's the problem. He feels no remorse. He cannot. He's incapable. Uh, so, yeah, you got uh, the extra time ring. All right. And then on top of the smaller one, the smaller whale flies over to its uh, mama, the giant whale. And you all, like... F- Float off the side or go on top of the giant whale, and you hear as you touch on the back of this this massive back of this creature. And there's numerous crags where you can grab on if you wanted to. I'm sorry, I'll just I'll just sit in one of the buildings that are still on top. <laughs> I will say there are no <laughs> buildings left on top of it. That is this whale back. <laughs> there are no buildings or anything left over. It has been the back has been cleansed. <laughs> back and it's actually zombies now you have to fight the zombies of the people you didn't save Numenera on Hollowed crossover episode oh uh, my god I was hoping we were going to go to the top and we were going to suddenly see that there were people on top of the whale and they were like mermen but no it's just they're all dead we <laughs> scraped them off they're dead alright and with that so the whale begins to move towards the vortex oh, okay cool we uh, yeah, I stand on the front like Leonardo DiCaprio, just like. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode from the Fandible Podcast Network. If you liked what you heard, please consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other network. 
And don't forget to share your favorite episodes with friends or on social media. Speaking of, you can connect with us on Twitter at Fandible. Find out more about us at Fandible.com and get early access to episodes and exclusive content at our Patreon.